Let's bow our heads for prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, we have but a bit of time left in this Advent season. Time to prepare, a time to be reminded of the gift of a Savior and his birth in our world. Lord, you call us in your word to rejoice. And yet as we face life and life circumstances, it's challenging and sometimes difficult. We pray by your spirit to teach us to rejoice in all circumstances and situations. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. That's a challenge. To rejoice in the Lord always. All we have to do is take a few moments of time to think about the circumstances and situations of life which come at us from all sorts of angles and directions. Whether it be the suddenness of illness or disease, the loss of job or death, estrangement in relationships, warfare, turmoil, Rejoice. There are those times when we feel like just weeping or gnashing our teeth or running away. What does Paul mean when he says rejoice in the Lord always? Again, I will say rejoice. Well, first of all, he says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Well, that's not always fun. Sometimes we just like to be unreasonable. We like to wallow in our own self-pity when we face the circumstances and situations of life. And we certainly want to say something a little bit A little bit uncomfortable when somebody says, it's okay, it'll pass. It'll get better. As if we don't want that advice. We want to be in the here and now and we want to somehow be a little selfish. And in our selfishness, at times, look to blame someone or something. If only you had, or if only this had, or if only God had. How can Paul say rejoice always? Let your reasonableness be known to everybody. 
What he's reminding us of is that as Christians, we are to handle the things of this world, the circumstances, the trying times in different ways. A way that's different from the rest of the world. We choose this text on this particular Sunday, this third Sunday in Advent, because you see this is the Sunday of joy. In the midst of a season of reflection and looking at our own circumstances and situations in life, we need a little bit of joy. And so, you know, it's this common misconception that if you have an Advent wreath, you light the first three blue or purple candles and then you light the pink one. No, the pink one comes on the third Sunday because it's the Sunday of joy in the midst of a season of preparation. And we need that because some of us might be feeling a little bit of anxiety, as Jerry talked about in the children's message, wondering if everything's going to get done in time or if people are going to make it in on, as they're traveling or whether this snowstorm or that blizzard's going to get in the way. It's a high time of stress and anxiety, so we are called to take a deep breath in the midst of all of it and to rejoice. And the only way we can rejoice is to begin to focus not on ourselves, our own situations, but to begin to look to our Lord. In fact, Paul reminds us the Lord is near. Now, he might have had a little bit of a different uh, interpretation of that as he writes this, saying that, you know, Jesus' words of promise, lo, I will be with you always to the very end of the age, that, that he's near, he's with us wherever we're at. Where two or three are gathered, there I am. And so we would say that the Lord is with us here today in worship. He's with us with our families as we gather. He's with us. He's near. But in this Advent season, it's also a reminder that that Mary and Joseph are on that journey. That the time for the child to be born is near. This child of promise, this child whose birth we celebrate at Christmas. Today is the 16th. It's getting close. It's near. I was listening to two gentlemen talk during our Sunday school hour this morning. It's getting close, one said to the other. Have you done your Christmas shopping yet? The other one says, no, I wait till the 24th when they put everything on sale. It's near coming. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. How easy is that? College students facing finals Employees wondering, knowing that this is the time of year when a lot of corporations and companies lay off. Tax season's around the corner. Don't be anxious. I got to go to the doctor and hear what he said. We can fill our lives with all sorts of anxieties. And sometimes we might even go out of our way looking for them. 
What is it? It makes us anxious in this season. I can't afford gifts for my children. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills or make ends meet. Do not be anxious. Tell that to Joseph, who has his betrothed, who's pregnant with a child that's not his. Don't be anxious. Talk to shepherds who are keeping watch over their flocks at night, worried about the wolves and the wild animals during a lambing season. Don't be anxious. What about all of those people who are called to leave their current places of dwelling and to travel to their ancestral homes just to enroll in a Roman census? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's the challenge, isn't it? To take everything to the Lord in prayer, to lay it before him, and to trust him to answer those prayers. To lay it before the Lord in such a way that we can walk away and let him carry the burden. That's hard. You see, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your spouse coming to you and saying, I think we ought to have a garage sale. And you say, that's a great idea. And you're off and all of a sudden you come home and, and you see that everything's set out for a garage sale and you notice that most of it's your stuff. By the way, my wife has never done that. And what do you do? You go to the table and say, I, 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 and she says, you haven't used that in three years. You haven't touched that in ages. It's just collecting dust. It's just taking up space. And you're there collecting it and hauling it back into the garage because you can't let go. How many of us do that with our anxieties and our worries? and our cares and our concerns, that, that somehow we're so attached to them that we can't let go. That God tries to pry our fingers off of them and we can't give them up. He's so badly wants us to trust in him fully and completely. 
He so fully wants us to cast all of our anxieties upon him, all of our burdens upon him, and to know that he has only our best interests in mind. Calls us to walk by faith and to rejoice in who we are as his children. And when we begin to walk by faith, when we begin to lay the burdens before him, you see what happens then is this God of peace, a peace which passes all of our human understanding, touches our lives in such a way that we begin to live no longer for ourselves but for Christ that we begin to let go of the earthly and worldly concerns and focus on a God who calls our hearts and our vision to eternity. A God who reminds us that we are loved so much that he sent his son Jesus into this world, born in humanity, to live among human beings and to take our sins upon himself as he goes to a cross to die. See, if we, if we approach this season of Christmas without remembering why he came, then we lose sight of what it means to find joy. Because you see, the joy is found not in the things of this world, not in the packages under the trees, but it's found in a Savior who died for you and me. Rejoice in the Lord always. Why? Because he died for you. Because he washed away your sins. Because he opens up salvation for each of us. As bad as it gets at times in our lives in this world, We fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. That's what it says in Hebrews. For the joy set before him endured the cross. I find that hard to fathom. That Jesus had joy as he approached the cross. We find that hard to fathom because we think of joy in different terms than he does. His joy was in knowing that in the price he paid that in the pain that he suffered, in the blood that he shed, in the life that he gave up, that salvation would come to us. Joy to the world. We'll sing it on Christmas. Joy comes only through Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always.
And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.